one thing of note here, uh, if you hear footsteps upstairs or a voice coming from the ether, just know that it's my wife. Because of the coronavirus, she's working from home five days a week, so I don't have the studio and house to myself. Uh, she'll be actually here through, through April. So uh, some of my vlogs, you might hear footsteps. You might hear her yell at me to turn on the heat, and I turn my heat off because it makes too much noise. So, you know, we don't mess with the wife when she's at home working, okay? So we're just gonna work around it. Now, this is my third time trying to sit down and talk to you. The first time, the light wasn't quite right and the exposure was just a touch off. The second time, this is, uh, this is something that's really essential when you're filming a vlog. It's a good idea to press record uh, on your camera. So I did about, oh, five minutes maybe and realized I was not recording. So yeah, which actually in a kind of miraculous way segues perfectly into the topic of this video. And that topic is when something you make or do is just not good enough, do you push through it and put it out there anyway? Or do you stop yourself, fix it, make it right, even if it means taking numerous steps backwards in order to make sure that what you are putting out there is always your absolute best. One of them, I think the concept is great. And it's something that I think was really gonna work well before the coronavirus pandemic broke out. So I set up for this video near the set of railroad tracks with this beautiful view of the city skyline behind me. Unfortunately, the time of day, the sun was very high in the sky and it was a bright day. So although the sun was harsh and it was hitting me kind of evenly in the face, it wasn't creating weird shadows, I really couldn't not squint. So I was wearing sunglasses and I had the thought, you really shouldn't be wearing sunglasses for this. It's just not gonna look good. The way people connect with you is through your eyes. They want to see your face. So I watched the footage and I was right. So the second video I filmed, I follow some vloggers that do a good job of vlogging while they drive. I'm not a huge fan of this because I think it is a little too distracting, especially when you're trying to manage an EOS R. So I did not want to actually hold the camera. I wanted to try to set it up on the passenger seat and I used a sandbag in my Gorillapod and got it all set up and you know got the exposure right, but with the window there and my face, eh, the exposure was all crazy. The angle was super low. I'm having to talk forward while the mic's coming in from this way. It just didn't work. Now, again, the topic of the video I really liked. I'm not going to share it because I do want to refilm it and do it for a later episode, but the look of it was just not good. It was just too much from that one point of view and I couldn't do it, so I scrapped it. Now, the other part of my brain is going, you need to create content. You need to put this stuff out there. You know, you are growing your subscribers. They're looking for videos once, twice, three times a week if possible. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. And it's not that I necessarily need perfection, but there to me is a minimum minimum level of quality that there has to be in the stuff that you create in order to reinforce your brand, what you stand for, and show potential clients what you're capable of. Now, I know it's just a vlog. There's forgiveness there. Maybe the audio isn't the best or you didn't get your exposure right because you're handling all this stuff yourself. You know, there's things that we can forgive. When you look at the top vloggers, especially in my space in film, video, storytelling, documentary, photography, the people that rise above really are doing top quality storytelling, but then their technical acuity is really high as well. People like 
uh, Casey Neistat, Peter McKinnon, Maddie Hapoya, and Tyler Stallman. Uh, you know, the, just the, the imagery and the lighting and the color and the composition, the editing, of course, the sound, they are really just doing things at such a high level that I think if you want to try to compete in that space, you really have to set yourself apart both on a technical and execution level as well as your uh, ideas, your creativity, and the things that you're trying to say. And I don't mean to constantly compare myself to these other vloggers, but you do have to look at who has set the bar and try to understand and break down what they are doing to both execute and ideate on their videos at a high level. A lot of it just comes down to, are they likable? Do they have this awesome energy? Are they connecting with their audience and being authentic and real? There's something about them that is magnetic that really pulls you in that makes you feel like you connect with them on a personal level that makes you like them and I mean the vloggers that are in MySpace. Ah, MySpace. Remember that? MySpace was pretty cool. I used to have them. I met my wife through MySpace, actually. Uh, the good old days of the early 2000s. Actually, the mid-2000s. 2003, 2004, 2005. Ah, it's a beautiful time. Simpler times. Simpler times. <sighs> Sorry. <clears throat> This idea of a focus on quality, for some of us that maybe that obsession or that fixation or that focus on uh, not perfection, but just high level, high quality, professional look and feel and aesthetic of your finished product, you know, that is something that that some people I think are really born with and it's a blessing and a curse. And I think for some of us, we can get there we can choose to embrace that mindset if we are good at mapping ourselves to understand where we may not have that innately. And this brings me to what I've spent the last week on. I've sort of been in this like weird, uh, I, I've just been sort of off the grid for the last week. And I think this whole pandemic situation has created a lot of fear and anxiety. And I think when you have this thing inside of you that is saying like you want to focus on something and express yourself and tell stories and this thing comes in and it's a knockout punch to all of those ambitions, you're sort of reeling. And I found myself trying to grab onto something I could control, something I could do, something that I could focus my energy on. And oddly enough, I was drawn to something outside of photo video. I wanted to get my studio in sort of like leveled up shape. I had a few things that were nagging at me that I didn't really like about it. And it just was this weight on me having these things not up to my standards of quality. So I just kind of decided like, I'm gonna get this stuff together. And if it takes me a week, I'm just gonna kind of go off the grid and just hammer all through it. This is something that I can focus on, something that I can get control over, something that I can improve in this situation. But I found myself while I was working on it, kind of remembering when I was a kid watching The Karate Kid and being so confused when Mr. Miyagi has Danielson do all these things that have nothing to do with karate. He has him wax on, wax off. You guys know, you know, if, you see, if you've seen the movie, if you haven't, I highly recommend seeing it because Mr. Miyagi uses these techniques to teach Daniel patience and discipline and to focus on how these things that seem unrelated to the martial arts are highly related. And I really felt that connection when I was working on the bathroom because there were some things that I was doing and trying to do that were out of my comfort zone a little bit, like sanding drywall and working with vinyl flooring. When you aren't 
an expert at doing something, executing something, but you have these high standards, that creates conflict. And as you stumble through and make mistakes, I think that your conviction about those quality standards is really tested. And you either decide, ah, it's good enough, uh, I'll cover it up, or we'll put a bath mat over it, or I'm gonna hang a picture frame over it, and you compromise on those things, or you really focus on going, nope, I'm gonna undo this, or I'm gonna patch it, or I'm gonna fix it, or whatever, to make it right, because I won't stand for anything less than my minimum level of quality. So I found myself in several instances while working on the bathroom in particular, wanting to compromise on things just so I could be done with it. You get to a point sometimes when you take a project on like that where you have all of this gusto, and as the time goes on, that starts to deplete. You start focusing on getting it done, then focusing on the vision that you have and the excitement that you have. And I think that I had that conflict while I was working on the bathroom several times, even here doing the drywall. And the one thing in the bathroom that really gave me some difficulty was the drywall patch that I did where there was a medicine cabinet. I patched in drywall and had to plaster it, sand it, plaster it, sand it. And when I painted it, you could really see the imperfections come out. I had hung the mirror, put the light fixture up. I was ready to button the whole thing up and it was just eating at me. I'm like, you're compromising on your quality standards. And even though you're not an expert at drywall and drywall patching, you can figure this out and you can do it right. So I grabbed the mud and the trowel and I started filling in all those little pit marks. I replastered the blend. I knew I was gonna have to wait hours for the plaster to dry and it was gonna set back the finish of getting the bathroom done. And although it is still not perfect, it is significantly better than what it was. And an investment of maybe four or five hours of extra time to, to, fi to fix this stuff yielded such a, an emotional windfall, such a feeling of pride and happiness with, with having forced myself to meet those quality standards that I have. Going back to my point about some people who are just innately uncompromising on their conviction for quality. They won't even consider compromising, at least that's my assumption, because of the quality of the work that they do. And, you know, leading filmmakers, artists, so fixated and obsessed on this being not perfect, but but right and in alignment. And, you know, I had to make the choice not to compromise when maybe in the past where I might have said, ah, it's good enough. I just want it over with. That is one area where you can really set yourself apart from everybody else that you're working with or competing against. The fact that you are not going to compromise. What does compromising on this, how does that reflect on me? What does that mean for me? What does that mean for my brand? What excuses am I going to come up? Well, I'm not that good at drywall. I don't really know how to do this. You know what looks good, what looks right. And even if you haven't been doing drywalling for 20 years and you just put one coat on, it dries, you sand it and you're done, you know what looks right and you know how to fix it. If you don't have the tools, get the tools. If you don't have the knowledge, acquire the knowledge. If you don't have the experience, get the experience by forcing yourself to go back and take another pass and do it again and keep getting better. I think we all have to hold ourselves to high standards and not compromise on quality so that we can hit the couch and watch TV, so that we can just go to bed, so that we can just get another piece of content out there and wrap up another video and see, quickly get to the excitement of seeing how many views it gets or how many subscribers it gains. You know, this has been a, a, a personal struggle for me my whole life, self-discipline 
and conviction of quality, and I find myself struggling with it still to this day. And, and I imagine these other people I'm putting on a pedestal do as well. Maybe they're their floor is much higher than mine, and that says a lot of why they're where they are and I am where I am, which if you've subscribed to the channel and kind of gone through some of my older videos, you can see that you know my life has been a series of sort of passionate involvement in one thing, acting, screenwriting, vlogging, filmmaking, uh, production company, all that, and things not taking off the way that I imagine they will based on my passion when I start and based on who I'm comparing myself to in the field, whether it's somebody I went to film school with, a fellow actor from acting school, somebody else who's running a production company here in town. And that really is a, a deadly combination, comparing yourself to others. But I do think that it's important to look at those who are where you want to be and to understand what they are doing that sets them apart. You know, there's so much that you can understand in their execution, their technique, their talent, their creativity. But at the end of the day, there is always this element of magic or something that is sort of supernatural or ungrabbable, intangible, that just sets these people apart and is part of the perfect combination, again, of execution, passion, drive, talent, all those things coming together to put their work and their success at a level that's incredibly difficult for everyone to reach. I'm just thinking of these, of this, of this thing that, that motivated me to do a big thing, to take a week off basically and do all of this renovation work and what I learned in doing that and in that process. And what I ask of you is how does what my experience was apply to what you're doing or what you're going through? Whether it's related to this lockdown and pandemic or it's just something that, you know, you see in the work that you've done in the past. You know, we really all want to be artisans in this. I don't necessarily want to be someone that is just doing something at face value that's doing something just to get it done or to execute it. I want to be looked at as someone who really has expertise in all aspects of the craft and is perceived of as an artisan, not just someone that gets the job done. And I challenge all of you to, to, to the same thing. I think that with what we're doing in filmmaking and video, it's important to really hold yourself to high standards. And when you find yourself trying to compromise on your quality of work and your vision, push through it. Take a few steps back if you have to redo it. Push yourself to elevate and and move your work forward and set the bar with those people who are pioneers in your industry with those people that are doing things that you look up to that was the big idea that came across my desk in my brain and i really felt compelled to communicate all of that with you it's amazing that we've basically doubled our subscriber count in the last two weeks. I know a lot of that is attributed to the Final Cut tutorials I've created, and I promise I've got more of those coming. But I think you'll find that on this channel with the things that are on my mind, the things I have to talk about, the things I want to show you and teach you and, and create value for you, that this is, this is going to be a good journey to be on. And uh, again, I can't thank you all enough for coming along, for commenting, liking the videos, watching the videos, sharing the videos. If you're new to the channel with this video or want 
one of my other videos, we'd love it if you subscribed and clicked the bell for notifications so you get notified every time we upload a new video. I really wanna have conversations with all of you and get a better understanding of where you are and how what I'm talking about and what I'm doing might relate to what you're doing. It's great to have your ear to bend and you to speak to, and I really appreciate you being here with me. With that, I think this video is going to come to an end, and until the next one, I will see you all soon.